You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. Thank you for tuning in to Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. My name is Scott Nerney. I grew up in Warwick and have been a homeowner for over 30 years in our lovely city. My goal with this podcast is to highlight what is special about Warwick and how you can get the most from our seaside community. This podcast is being presented by the Warwick Center for the Arts, located next to Warwick City Hall, where amazing artists showcase their artwork year-round in their beautiful gallery, in addition to many exciting classes for children and adults. Our guest today is Stephen Miller. He is the president of the Gatsby Days Committee. We invited him here to learn a little bit more about the Gatsby Days organization, how they're going to celebrate their 250th anniversary with us, and all the visitors of Warwick and nearby communities. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having us on. Thanks for supporting our podcast. Tell me a little bit about the Gatsby Days uh, Committee organization. Okay, so the Gatsby Day Committee holds events throughout the year, and we look to uh, educate and promote the history of Rhode Island and uh, how it ties into the American Revolution. Um, we've been in an uh, organization since the early 60s and uh, continuous have put on the parade, which is our, our primary event of the year, along with other uh, ancillary events throughout the year. So when I think of the Gatsby Days, I think of it starts to kick off with arts and crafts. There's a great weekend of a lot of events. There's some fireworks. There's a parade. But you do events all during the year and some to raise money to support the parade. Um, what are some of the events that will be kicking off, let's say, in uh, late April, early May? So we uh, had planned to have a a large gala in February um, that was going to be at Roads on the Patuxet with a a grand opening. We had invited all of the the politicians in the state, uh, senators, Congress. uh, uh, We had about 12 of them that were all uh, on board with uh, this great big gala, and unfortunately, COVID has uh, taken that away from us. So we are looking to reschedule that potentially in the fall, although with all our other events, uh, we've got to see where it goes from there. Uh, so at this point, our next event is going to be a museum weekend. That will be the weekend of April 29th, 30th, and May 1st. So on Friday night, we'll be doing a little cocktail hours. It's in conjunction with the Patuxent Rangers. And that's 6 till 8, I believe, on Friday night. Uh, Tickets are available. We'll be serving beer and wine at the two locations, the Rangers Armory as well as the uh, boathouse that the Gatsby Committee meets in every month. Um, The weekend days, I believe it's 10 till 6, we'll have uh, various events. Uh, The the Armory, if you've never been to the Armory, has some pretty impressive uh, uh, paraphernalia from you know, rangers dating back years and years, as well as the Gatsby. 
and we've got other items that are going to be in the boathouse uh, that we'll be working with the Secretary of State on some of their um, abilities or, or their um, uh, ability to share with us. I'm not, we're not sure exactly what they're able to share at this point. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. We'll also be doing some family-friendly events with kids' events and that type of thing. Uh, so that's kind of the the kickoff. Um, we haven't made a formal announcement on that one yet, so that will be coming on our webpage in the next couple of weeks as we get there. Great. And um, what is the webpage people could go to, especially while they're listening to the podcast? So there's uh, two webpages. Uh, the one for the Gatsby Days Committee is www.gatsby.com. And we have a sister webpage, gatsby.org, which is more on the history of the uh, Gatsby itself. So if you're interested in the events that we're holding, those will all be on gatsby.com. Okay. And I know a lot of people look forward to the Arts and Crafts Fair, which has not moved this year as opposed to last year with COVID. So will that still be on Memorial Day weekend? So yes, that is scheduled for Memorial Day weekend, uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Uh, 10 in the morning till 6 o'clock. We closed down a little early on Monday, but um, we've got uh, about 120 vendors, which is uh, about the size, maybe a little larger than historical. Wow. Um, we did uh, last year, as um, we talked about, the Arts and Crafts Festival moved to September due to COVID issues. Uh, there's a lot of planning that goes into that particular event, so it's a little difficult to... Um, uh, throw that together in the in the last month beforehand. So, um, but that is going to be uh, a great event. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some nice weather. Um, we've been fortunate over the years to have good weather for that. Uh, we've got we had a lot of new vendors that came in in September because a lot of the regular vendors had previous commitments on that weekend. Uh, so now we've got a mix of some of these new ones. We've got people that we've never had before, and uh, of course, some of the older ones are there as well. Oh, that sounds great. It'd be good to see some of the old favorites return and, and some of the newer ones that people may not have seen. And talk to me about a little bit uh, about the symphony in the park and the fireworks plans. So that's the following weekend. Uh, I believe it is June 4th. Um, on Saturday, we do the symphony in the park, which is um, really just a, it's a very relaxing uh, event. It. Yeah, uh, people come down in the mid-afternoon, uh, set up chairs, blankets. Uh, we have the stage set up, and uh, they'll usually have the Patuxent Rangers. Uh, Fife and Drum will play for a little bit down there. Uh, we'll have a, an opening band that will come in, and then the symphony will set up. They'll probably play from 6.30 till about 8 o'clock. Uh, you know, people just, it's kind of a picnic. You bring uh, uh, some grapes and cheese and crackers and just have a nice relaxing day in the park. Uh, the fireworks are also that night. Those are at Salter's Grove, but uh, you can see them from um, Patuxent Park, which is where the symphony is held. Uh, not quite as good as you can from Salter's Grove, though. So. And those are uh, at dusk, usually around 9 o'clock. Those go off. Wow. And we'll be looking forward to that. I know a lot of things have been missed over the past few years, so I know that's always a big piece with, uh, with the city and a lot of the residents. Not to mention the other side of the bay, which can also see them. Yeah, a lot of people like to go out on their boats and, uh, and enjoy the fireworks as well, yeah. Okay. And let's talk about the road race is on this year. <clears throat> so the road race is on, yes. We um, plan that on the morning of the parade, so on Saturday. 
Um, we've actually got a few events that happened that day. Uh, prior to the road race, we have an ecumenical service, and that's at uh, Trinity Church in Cranston. Uh, and it's, it's uh, uh, just a small event for um, our, you know, our Grand Marshal, the carrier of the mace, and, and just a little something to kick, kick off the day. Uh, the race kicks off at 9.30. It leaves from Patuxent Village uh, near the Shriners, and it runs up towards the parade. Uh, it's a 5K race. It's been going on for years. Um, we are anticipating a good turnout. We've, to this point, have almost 200 runners sign up, uh, and we're still in early March. So That's amazing. Um, yeah, we're, we're anticipating somewhere around 1,500 this year. So Wow. Yeah. And how many attractions are typically in the parade? So the parade is, uh, there are 10 divisions in the parade, and we break it out uh, by the particular divisions. Um, as far as individual groups, it's probably somewhere 80 to 100. Uh, but, you know, we've got uh, the front half of the parade is all colonial. So uh, we'll be led off by uh, the people, uh, whoever is uh, uh, honored enough to carry the Rhode Island mace and then the uh, Patuxent Rangers are generally in the front of the parade as it's kind of their home uh, court. And then we've got uh, numerous other colonial bands that uh, come through and play. Uh, after that, we've got the Shriners always have a very big opening uh, with uh, their clowns and their, uh, their little cars that all the kids love. Um, we have the cities of Warwick and Cranston each have a, a group that uh, marches and then we have most of the floats towards the end of the parade. And have the mayors blessed us with painting the stripe again this year coming up? Um, well, that's uh, uh, Cranston has actually painted it uh, this year. Historically, we've, uh, as a committee, have raised funds to do the painting privately. Um, you know, it is uh, a challenge every year to come up with funding for everything that we do. Uh, but we've been fortunate to be able to do that, so we do fully anticipate to, to have a full, uh, full stripe, red, white, and blue, with the uh, nice and bright. That is always the uh, kickoff, in my mind, the kickoff to the summer, once I see that stripe painted on the parkway. It, it is indeed. I think a lot of people, we, we get a lot more hits on the website and the Facebook page and other uh, social media when, when that stripe goes down. And give us a couple of tips from your perspective, uh, secrets to enjoy, uh, to be able to enjoy watching the parade. Well, um, I suggest that you find a place in the shade. Um, most people, if you drive down the parkway, uh, almost up to a week before the parade starts, you'll see the chairs starting to get set up and people roping off the areas. Uh, so if you can find a nice shady spot, leave your chair there for a day or two. Um, bring some water. Uh, those hot days, uh, it's very easy to get uh, dehydrated. So uh, definitely bring some water and some snacks and just sit back and enjoy the show. And take some pictures. There's some fantastic pictures that show up on the web pages. Uh, I know the local news media loves to, to put some of the promotions out there as well. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm really excited to see the, the parade again this year. I think a lot of folks are, are happy to see it come back and be the official kickoff of the summer with everything. Absolutely. And let's talk a little bit about the blessing of the fleet. All right. So the blessing of the fleet is the day after the parade. Um, Sunday, we have a, a small group of events that happen that uh, 
kind of the wind down day. Um, so Blessing of the Fleet is a fairly new event. Uh, it takes place uh, off the waters of the Rhode Island Yacht Club, and it's open to anybody uh, that's in the area. They'll announce it on the marine radios as boats are going by if you want to line up, um, and they, uh, they do a blessing. So it's really begun to take off recently. So. And the burning of the Gatsby is the culmination of the entire couple of weeks. Uh, if folks haven't heard about it other than hearing about the Gatsby Day parades, tell us a little of the history there. Um, history on the burning itself? Sure. The, the original? Okay, so sure. Uh, so it was 250 years ago, 1772. The um, British schooner, the Gatsby, uh, was brought to the Rhode Island waters in early 1772 to enforce the um, tax laws. And the colonists in Rhode Island did not particularly uh, like that. They felt they were getting taxed without representation. So they um, they were able to get the Gatsby to chase a small schooner uh, up the bay and led them into a shallows off of what is now Gatsby Point at the time, Namquid Point. And because of the size of it, the, the, uh, the Hannah, which was a ship being chased, uh, was able to move on to Providence, and the Gatsby was uh, grounded for... Uh, at least 12 hours until the tide swung. So the Hannah made it into Providence, uh, notified John Brown, and they put together a group, and they left about uh, midnight that night, paddled down to Warwick and set fire to the Gatsby, fired what we consider the first bloodshed of the Revolution um, when the captain of the Gatsby was uh, hitting the, uh, the stomach area, let's say. Um, and, uh, but he did survive, so uh, all the crew was brought to shore, and, and none, of the, none of the Gatsby Raiders were ever brought to trial on it. So, so there's a reenactment that goes, a uh, symbolic reenactment out on the waters? Yeah, so on Sunday in the park, uh, we spend the afternoon. It, it originally had been a, uh, almost just a picnic-type event where mostly members would just go down uh, but we always did the burning of the gas base. So a couple of years ago, we did get a new silhouette. Um, so there'll be a band down there playing. It starts around noontime, and they will be, um, uh, you know, the ranges will fire off the cannon. Uh, the Gatsby silhouette will be out in the water, and we've uh, actually got electronic ignition now. In the, in the old days, we literally had the mayor and the chairman of the parade uh, leaning over in a dinghy with a lighter trying to light it. So um, those, those days are behind us, thank God. Mayor Pagosi is <laughs> probably pretty happy that he doesn't have to take a torch out to the boat. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> and are you still looking for volunteers to help with events? Uh, we are, absolutely. We're always looking for uh, new members. We're looking for volunteers. Um, you know, the membership is... Um, probably 30 to 40 members that are, are, you know, on the committee as, as full members. But we have a lot of volunteers that come in, particularly in May and June. Uh, we call them Gatsby Elves, and, and it's just tremendous, the out, outpouring from the community. But uh, there's always room for more volunteers. Okay. And I know we've covered a lot of ground in a short period of time, but are there other events that are happening that you wanted to cover? Um, 
Well, I would mention that we are uh, in the process of working with some of the local breweries here in Rhode Island. Um, we hope to have a uh, three different breweries uh, partaking in this and, and putting together a Gatsby brew. We'll be using that to, um, uh, it'll be available at retail outlets and throughout the state. We'll also be serving it at our block party, which uh, we didn't discuss, but briefly it is on Saturday night of uh, Memorial Day weekend during the arts and crafts. Uh, we always have a, a block party. It goes from 6 to 11. Uh, Neil and the Vipers is the, uh, uh, the lead band. We've got Saltus Groove, a local band that's uh, fabulous as well. And it's always a great event also. So. Great. Thank you to Stephen Miller for spending some time with our audience today and sharing insights on Warwick life. It's a great time to be in Warwick, and for those not living the Warwick life, come pay us a visit. Come visit with the Gatsby Day Committee and all the events that they'll have in May and June and see all Warwick has to offer. That wraps up another edition of Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. If you have any comments, content suggestions, or questions, drop us a line at warwicklife at gmail.com. Thank you to Tester Manuelian for our lead-in in closing music. She's a music major with an incredible career ahead of her. Lastly, don't forget to check out Warwick Center for the Arts at warwickcfa.org. See you next time. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.